Oh, do you want my superpower? I never answered it. <laughs> do you have it? Do you have it yeah, now? Yeah, well, it's not. It's going to be a real letdown now because it's not like a huge one. But I think it would be. You're listening to P-Town, the podcast exploring the lives of those who live, work and play in our proud city of Preston. Yeah. Morgana, Hi. welcome to the podcast. Oh, thank you. I've been looking forward to this. Yeah, yeah. so great. Your crowdfunding starting today as well, isn't it? So you're saying you've raised uh, uh, a fair bit already? Just over £500 nice. in a few hours. Yeah exciting and terrifying all at the same time <laughs> that's a good day's work for uh, about 12 o'clock on a friday yeah yeah only every day i <laughs> know <laughs> uh, but no we're like it's it's just so we were saying earlier it's just really lovely to have just to know that you've got that support behind you and um, mm. and it's been just it's been amazing like reading all the comments that people have left when they've pledged as well because i think yeah, you were saying earlier you were getting all emotional. I was, yeah. I think because we've been working so hard on this. Like literally we've just, that's all we've been doing is working on this crowdfunder and trying to fit everything else in. You just kind of keep going with the momentum. And then I think I took a moment just to kind of look and read and it kind of hit me and I was like, oh gosh, like these are real people. Mm. And this is the real thing that we're doing. Like, oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah. You feel the pressure mounting in that? Uh, I think I've always felt the pressure mounting. <laughs> but it was just nice to have such positive people just saying such nice things and how behind us and this project that they are it's just really nice yeah some people have already bought tickets and then have pledged as well yeah like they're just loving it that much oh nice yeah so we're just like yeah it's just really cute yeah that some people are buying tickets and pledging like a donation and paying um for advertising through it and everything like some people are just really going wow fantastic yeah. so the network's going to double your that's the plan. We have to reach um, five grand and then they match it with five grand. So 10 grand overall, nice. but it's all or nothing. So if you're 50 pounds short, you can just put the 50 in yourself and... Well, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> just, just the one to do it. But yeah, so it's all or nothing. So if we don't reach that five grand, then we don't get anything. Oh, okay. Uh, I'm sure you'll make... If you made 500 in a day, in the morning... Just have to keep that momentum going. Yeah. Yeah, but it's it's all around. NatWest want to get more women doing these kind of things, doing these kind of projects, which is why they have. I think they part funded some of the research and then like research into why the you know why women perhaps don't get as far as some men do in the world of business, mm. and then they're trying to do something about it by putting these incentives in place. Yeah, they've set aside a million pounds this year to go into crowdfunder for backing businesses like ours. Wow. So, yeah. yeah. So, so many, so many women who are starting up are using this as a, literally as of what it's meant to be, like a massive boost to get you started. Because um, although, because you, when you do a crowdfunding, you offer rewards for things. So obviously all the rewards we're offering are things that we would have sold anyway, if that makes sense, um, other than some of the extras that we're doing. So if we just sold what we were going to sell anyway through this, there'd be no real reason to do it. Um, other than that it builds momentum and gets mm. a bit more awareness. But the fact that they're matching the fund makes it even more kind of, oh, I don't know what the word is, like it's just so motivational to get mm. it done now. Mm. Yeah. I think it motivates the people who see it as well because everyone wants yeah. the banks to pay to pay That's up. It. So it's like... Yeah, exactly. It's about time. It's yeah. like positive like this. So it's a really good, a good thing, isn't it? Yeah. 
yeah. Good, it's exciting. This is going to be much. We'll come on to it in more detail yeah. Toward, yeah. towards the end. But this isn't the first thing that you guys have done. Obviously, you're very creative people. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and Morgana, you have uh, Coffee Work Sleep Creatives, CWS Creatives. Yes, so CWS Creatives is like a network or community for women who own their own creative businesses. So whether that's you're a freelancer or you have um, a small business employing a couple of people, whether it's interior design or kind of anything remotely creative, or even if you're an accountant that specializes in working with small creative businesses, like that's kind of how tenuous it <laughs> has to be. But it's, and it's kind of all the Northwest and we do monthly um, meetups and we have a Facebook group and an online um, membership platform. So yeah, that's my baby. <laughs> nice. I see you've done some workshops in Society One as well. Yes, yeah, I've done um, some Instagram workshops there because I've done um, Instagram coaching before for small businesses. I've run some here at Artistry House as well. Um, and yes, yeah, so that's for the members of the community, but also external people can book on to those as well if they want to. Fantastic. And Helen, you had a Baby Loves Family? Yep, Baby Loves Family. So I set that up, it would be three and a bit years ago, um, just while on maternity leave with a friend. And we just thought, oh, there's got to be a better way of um, being able to shop locally and also be able to recycle lots of baby toddler thing, uh, you know, all the things that go along with them. Um, So we set up a, a little event in Horton, so like on the outskirts of Preston, it got really popular. I was then doing it on my own and um, yeah, and then moved to the city centre. As my children were growing up and the community was also growing up, it then turned into baby loved family um, and it's become a bit more of a social um, activity, family fun event with them, the shopping on the side as well and involving all the small local businesses, the creative businesses like um, what Morgana used to do, which is how we ended up meeting. Mm. Three years ago. Three yeah, years ago. Three years ago. Yeah, it just, yeah, so at the time Morgana had a little shop, a little online shop, and then we contacted her and said, do you want to come along and have a stall at this event? And she was like, yeah, well, then. Yeah. Um, what was your shop? It was called Little and Fierce, and it was children's accessories. It was like a boutique, so it was only online. Um, so bags, jewellery, key rings, all that kind of thing. So, But I was all online, so I'd never done an in-person kind of event before so when Helen got in touch I was a bit like oh gosh that's actually meeting real people (laughs) I'm quite happy behind my computer um so it was a bit of a kind of like oh let's just do it and give it a go Um, and I really enjoyed it and it was nice to kind of meet customers in real life Mm. thing and get some good feedback and met Helen through doing that what's it been like one of the things I've spoke to a few people who come on the podcast and just people in general is we're now a city um and sometimes we don't feel like a city we feel a little bit old school what was it like sort of three years ago and what's it like now and what's that journey been like in setting up creative things within Preston I'd say it started off when it started off and um I was online I found firstly there wasn't that many other people doing anything online so it was quite hard to get the word out that you were even you know you were even working within Preston and that's the way you were trying to get in touch with people because that's the only way I suppose any small business markets um but there wasn't I suppose the there wasn't links there wasn't the people you could ask there wasn't the community set up there wasn't the networks um and it maybe has just been I don't know maybe at the same time as you know Preston's kind of on the up we've all just learned to use social media and then that seems to have connected 
us all really well. How big a role is social media, even if you have a physical uh, store or event? I think it's huge. Like, I think it's really important. If you don't have it, you're massively missing out. I think, especially now, more people will be on Google or on Instagram or whatever, just seeing, I mean, I shop a lot through Instagram. So I look through indie businesses and do a bit of a search round and buy things through it. So yeah, you're missing a trick. I think even if you've got like a bricks and mortar shop or business, not having an online presence is not great. (laughs) It does just allow you as well to have, to be able to connect with the smaller properly Preston people and properly Preston small businesses. And I think it's probably just come at such a good time that it's kind of making a really, a really big appearance in Preston because we're all a bit more conscious as well, aren't we, of how we shop and who we use for different services and who we want to work with. And does that business, that person like align with us ethically? Um, it, It all seems to go hand in hand and everybody on social media seems to be quite socially conscious and aware that it's not just buying or working with a person who happens to be, you know, available or the cheapest. It's about doing the thing that's right for your city, that whole Preston model, mm. literally. Yeah. It is. The, it, I, yeah. I was thinking the exact same thing. Yeah. So we I have the Preston was... model economically, yeah. Yeah. but we also have like a social version yes. of the Preston model as well. Yeah. And that's really what we're trying to do um, with Womankind North, isn't it? That we're wanting it to be a Northern event. We're wanting our vendors to be Northern, like, like all of our speakers have to have some sort of connection with the North. Um, it's really important to us that we put on an event that's kind of grassroots from Preston and the surrounding areas, really, not just, yeah, just kind of going, oh, let's ship some people up from London and get them to speak. We're working really hard to make sure that our event reflects the demographic of this area. Mm. If we brought up people who we knew could speak on the topics that we want covering at our event, if we shipped them up from London, from other places where there's a you know bigger, uh, maybe a bigger online presence for those people, a bigger in-person presence, then it wouldn't actually do anything for the city. Yeah. So it's it's about, even if we don't, like it's been hard for us, we've been really researching who are the people we need to get involved in this. And it's a lot harder yeah. because they don't exist in as, you know, they're not already having all the lights shone on them. So we've had to do a lot of digging and a lot of conversations and a lot of asking and, you know, finding all the different pathways to mean that we actually promote, shine a light on all of the amazing Preston women, amazing Northern women. And um, we can hopefully then the next one will be even bigger because of the lights that we've shone on those. And snowball effects. Yeah, yeah. And what have the people been like who you've sort of recruited? Have they been reticent or nervous or anxious or has well, everyone just been some, up for it? Some, but most people have just been like, oh my goodness, I'm so glad someone's finally doing something like this. Mm. Like lots of people have been super positive, haven't they? Yes. Going, oh, I'm really like fed up with having to trek to London or trek to another city. And then the people that I hear speak just aren't, I don't, it's not the same. And um, so bringing something, having something here people have been really excited, haven't they? Going, oh, great, it's on our doorstep. That's amazing. Like, we can totally come and it's for us. And even our community are helping to shape what the event's even going to look like, aren't they? The people getting involved. And yeah, so it's exciting. Yeah. We've had, there's been a a couple of people that we've approached and they've, um, oh, like me? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Like, yeah, do you not realise that you've got like a really amazing story to share and that you are already being such a space maker for other women in what you do and how you go about Mm. it and genuinely some people that they're just so busy going about their business just being amazing they don't get it 
They don't get that other people would be genuinely inspired mm, by that. Yeah. Um, and that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to find, I suppose, the people that, obviously some people know that they're doing amazing things, great. Um, but these unknowns are in some way, I think like the charm, hopefully of our event that you'll go away knowing exactly who they are and be genuinely inspired by what they've got to say and yeah. how they're doing their thing. Yeah. Mm. I th- even I've seen that as well with a lot of people I've asked to come on the podcast. They've been surprised that I wanted them on, but they're, mm. they're doing amazing stuff. But And I even saw it on your on your website. It's one of the things you want to to help people is to get over the imposter syndrome. Yes. To think that you, you know, you're not good enough or... So it definitely is a thing and, it, you know, it's... Mm. <laughs> It's crazy because there's a lot of people out there doing absolutely fantastic stuff and yet they think like they're just sort of, well, you know, run of the mill. Yeah, yeah. I think imposter syndrome is massive. Like we are working with um, an amazing lady called Trish who's going to be speaking on the day and she does a lot around imposter syndrome with big corporates as well as small business owners. And she is super inspiring with what she says. Like we spent some time with her earlier Mm. this week and went away just feeling like, oh, amazing. (laughs) She's just, yeah, she's really inspiring, isn't she? Yeah. You'll be wanting our full roundup of speakers and panellists, I'm sure. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Well, that worked quite well then. Yeah, so yeah. I think you were proud to hand out. <laughs> there you go, yeah. We'll do that. <laughs> do you think imposter syndrome is more more prevalent with women? Yeah. I actually asked Trish about that when we spoke to her um, this week because it, it def- like, it's definitely something that me and my friends have all, we're all, we're all teachers, like a lot of my friends, and um, all of us throughout our careers kind of moving your way up because there's so many more men in senior positions in schools. It's some sort of scary stat like 70, 30, even though on the flip side in teaching in general, it's a female dominated profession. So this is why it's even more scary that there's more representation significantly of men in the top positions. Um, it, it's one of them things where it's like, as soon as we all have looked to progress in our teaching careers, we're like, oh, can we, can we, oh, and it's, mm. it's, we have all that self-doubt. And then all of a sudden I've experienced this personally. You're in an interview where you are the main and you should be the candidate who's getting that job. And a, a man saunters in with all the chat. And all of a sudden, because he kind of fits the bill of what that head of department should look like, um, all of a sudden that, that's the person who gets it, even though like you've got all the experience and it's so it's not even obviously yeah it could have been like me thinking oh no I've talked myself down but actually other people like kind of help it on as well yeah. and reinforce it yeah it's definitely it's not helping scary. Though, is it no I sometimes think I'm that man so I'm, <laughs> no, <laughs> I go no, into a job no. interview yeah. and I'll think no they actually believe in what I say yeah I've got a clue what I'm talking about <laughs> How's this real? <laughs> oh no, it definitely, definitely will work both ways with imposter syndrome. But it was interesting, Trish did say when I was talking about that particular incident that women uh, do seem to suffer disproportionately with not thinking they're good enough or you know not having the confidence to do do the things that they should. Yeah, it's a terrible circle that because your confidence is what what pushes you forward, isn't it? It's, yeah. it's one of the biggest things is to have confidence. You know, if it's set, whatever you set up, if you don't have the confidence to do it, or push it, you and even the quality of your work you're going to produce if you're not confident in it, yeah, you're not true. going to believe you can push yourself. You'll be like, no, I can do much better than that. Yeah, 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 yeah definitely. We try and be really confident on the outside, <laughs> don't we? And we just like if we pretend to be confident, then we yeah. are. Yeah, that's it. You do come across confident, but I see in the comments where you're saying, "Oh my god, I can't believe I had to speak on the radio and I can't listen <laughs> yeah. to it back and stuff." 
Yeah. Yeah. But that, again, I think as well, it's all part of, obviously you have to be, you do have to be quite real on social media as well. But we, we both kind of, in some ways, kind of take the mick out of this because at, at the same time, yeah, some, sometimes people are really emotional on their social media and it, it really connects with their audience. I think it's probably the, peop- the sort of people they are. We're not really that <laughs> emotional, teary. I mean, we don't really touch people either, do we? <laughs> touch um, people. Just we have like, this really, just have this really joke, but we're just uh, not like, we, we, we're not overly like emotional kind of people, but also we're just not touchy-feely. Like when we had to do a, a photo shoot back in September, um, our photographer, Robin, had to be like, stand a bit closer to each other, like, pretend you like each other. <laughs> and we're like, oh, it's a bit weird. Like, we're just not that kind of, even though we're like really, really good friends, we're just yeah. not kind of. Yeah, and I will really like snuggle some of like, you know, snuggle some of my like really oldest friends. Yeah. And so it was like, you've just got that that relationship, but both of us with people that we're a little bit more distant from. Yeah. It's, it's like terrifying if somebody comes in for a kiss. Yeah. <laughs> And I think because neither because we both said that when you've got friends who initiate the hug, you go with it and it's yeah, fine. You just give but yourself because up. neither of us are initiators, yeah. so we just don't do that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just not. Yeah, we'll both participate if yeah. someone else is. That's it. Yeah, but I don't know how we got on that. No, but yeah. So the crying thing. Oh, I had a big yeah, chat about this because yeah. um, we were saying, oh, like how people cry on social media and like yeah. how much of that is a manipulative thing to do going oh if they cry they'll get attention and we're like oh maybe we should cry more on social media but I can't cry it's just not us is it we're just not emotional oh no we wouldn't cry and film it but yeah that's it cry and film it it. some people have that connection with their audience yeah to be that kind of open and vulnerable and but this is the thing so we kind of I think that we both are aware that the sorts of connections we're trying to make with some of maybe the sponsors that we might want to get on board and just the the level that we want to work at on the, on our social media we want to be it's really daft but you want to be like super professional yeah. and give out that confidence so that people want to join in and they've yeah. got trust in us yeah because if we were saying this is not going to work all the time <laughs> like the things that we actually say to each other then people would be like no you're damn right it's not I'm not yeah. pledging yeah so it's, it's a weird I think social media isn't you have to find that balance don't you because you've got to be that kind of yeah you're confident and you're being professional but also you you have to be a bit vulnerable as well so because you are a real person like you're not a robot so it's finding that balance I think yeah. and the what's right for us I think yeah. and we're getting I think we're, we're getting yeah. there we do like to have a chat on our social don't we, we have to do some lives and things but you won't catch us crying uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> we'd switch off yeah I'm like no that's too private <laughs> do you cry to movies yeah what's, what's yeah. the movie you cry to the most um sleepless in seattle oh well okay old school <laughs> yeah uh i'm really bad because i don't even watch films <gasps> at all not really and i can't stay tuned for that long any of my friends will tell oh, you and nat gets incredibly irritated with me he's got to find like a box series that i can get into because then it's in chunks because oh, no i can't like, i just I just end up switching off falling asleep playing <laughs> on my phone anything oh, to no, not I watch love it a good film. i'm really bad i'm massively love films yeah that's so weird i didn't know that Isn't right it? yeah yeah, I am. Makes sense. That. But I then, yeah, that. whenever you make references to actors, and I'm like, who's that? That's true. There you go. Yes, now I know why. Yeah. <laughs> well, the clues have been there for so yes. long. How did you not know? <laughs> yeah. There we go. I'm busy Googling other stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
So we've kind of skirted around it, but uh, Womankind North. Yes. So this is what you described to me as a cross between a conference and a festival. Yeah. It's going to be 7th of March. Yes. Is that International Women's Day? It's the or weekend of, yeah, yeah, International Women's Day. What's this all about then, the event? What's going to be taking place? Oh, so, so much. Yeah. So much good stuff. <laughs> I'd say it's first and foremost, it's a celebration event. So it's a fun event celebrating all of the things that make Northern women who they are. Um, full of grit, power and Northern pride. That's how kind of we try and describe it on social media and on our website. Yeah. In real life, it's we would probably describe it as, it's yeah, it's going to be a super fun day, super inspiring. It's the sort of day that you would want to have with your friends um, that maybe you couldn't do every weekend because obviously it would cost you too much, take too much time. But it's like that treat that you're going to give to you and your friends, like spending time together. I think as we all get a little bit older, you realise how important it is to just spend time with your friends. And I'm often like booking in things way in advance with mine. Um, and it, I think it's just hopefully going to be one of those things that people really commit to. It's so important to celebrate what other women are up to and the achievements that they've made, because obviously it all helps to them mean that you've got more space in the world. So yeah, so just taking time to celebrate have fun spend time together and be inspired pick up some information that you didn't already know um be able to do all the social conscious stuff like shopping local and shopping indie um and have a load of nice drinks yeah and like what would yeah one of my friends messaged me helen what is this what is going to be in this event and i'm like don't worry it's got all of our ideal things <laughs> prosecco prosecco yes. <laughs> yeah food yeah <laughs> good food yeah <laughs> fun times Nice place to be, nice surroundings, and lots of really ace women people. Some good feminist vibes. Yeah. And you mentioned Trish, who was going to speak about um, yeah. imposter syndrome. What other types of speakers have you got? Oh, so there's okay. so three got, themes. Yeah, we've got three um, themes for our panels. Um, so we have, um, we've got this. So that's kind of a bit of a motivational one, but also looking at how we can impact our communities better. So the, that's why the, it's a we thing rather than a, a you thing. Because we, with our whole ethos is to take your space, but make more space. Mm. So encouraging women to take their space in the world, but also making space for other women as well. So it's not just about us as a singular person achieving what we want to achieve, but it's also being socially conscious as well. So that's why we decided to go for, we've got this for that theme and then we've got your body your rules so that's body image um re a female representation in the media just all all sorts of cool stuff health related related kind of yeah lots of different things in that and the other one is she means business so that'll be looking at careers that'll be looking at um building goal a business setting. goal setting so it's not just for women who run a business it's for women who want to progress in their careers as well so we've got a panel of people talking on those different things from their different experiences Interesting. Mm. and then the main theme for international women's day across the world is each for equal so we're hopefully going to pull together um some really interesting conversations around basically around how we make sure that um, each of us are treating others equally and making basically just making so much more room for equality in everybody's worlds. Um, our presenter on the day, we're going to announce um, her probably later today. Um, and she is just such, she's such a good, well, she's a, a journalist and she already writes on pretty much all of those topics just by chance, really. Mm. We liked her vibe and I suppose that's probably why. So she's already super equipped to ask the questions and to prep the questions and to really probe into all of those themes um, really well. 
And I expect the Prosecco um, will start yeah. maybe a oh. bit later. Is it get the talks going and yeah, then the Prosecco? Yeah. Just we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> I was tra- in the afternoon, I think. I was talking about having it when people arrive at 11. And yeah. you were like, no, should we have it after lunch? And yeah. I'm like, mm. <laughs> what if it was a wedding? Because we also well, call this our wedding. Yeah, we <laughs> You just put orange juice in it and yeah. it's okay then. That's it. Maybe we should do that. Yeah. 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 We'll just see. We'll maybe take a poll on it. Yeah, that's a good idea. We're doing lots of decision making like that, going, okay, put it back to the community. Like, what would you want from this and what do you want it to look like? So, yeah. We I really we'll enjoy it. I don't know whether you get this. You put a poll out asking for certain things. <laughs> and so, you know, do you think, so this is just an example, do you think Woman Can North is a good idea? And you get like 97% yes. Three percent? No. <laughs> Why are you following us then? <laughs> it's often the same person, isn't it? He's like, no, no. And you're like, I don't understand why you follow us if you don't you want see to the succeed. Names. Yeah, you can oh, see. Okay. Yeah, yeah. You should put polls on yours more yeah. often. Yeah. It's, it's really odd because sometimes you get like spammy ones, so you know it's just not yeah. real. But when it's consistently the same people who are just not in your corner, you're like, oh. wow, you're really like. Not- I just wouldn't answer the question rather yeah. than click. You just like no. scroll on, wouldn't you? And be like, oh yeah, that's not for me. I'll just keep scrolling. But I guess we are asking, so they're yeah. giving us an answer. Yeah, we are. <laughs> but then we're like, oh, like it really hurts. Oh yeah. That's it. What's the effect of that three percent no compared yeah. to the ninety-seven yes? Oh, well, most of the time we just wash those. Wash it over. So yeah. I think if, if it was genuine like people were saying things that are oh, no definitely not we would take it on board and be like right okay we need to have to think about this yeah but when it's just general like do you think we've got this can we do it and someone's like no yeah like, oh whatever <laughs> <laughs> yeah okay yeah i take it that person hasn't bought a ticket yet either. well no i don't think so <laughs> they'll just well, buy a ticket and not come. <laughs> or maybe they'll just heckle us the whole day yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's quite funny actually <laughs> so is this a two-day event no, no. One day we'll start. Like, I mean, one day is still quite big. But yeah. then, yeah, hopefully, if um, yeah, we reach the year after, that Who might knows? be a two day. It could be like a full festival thing, mm. like three days. Like, let's think big. Come and camp. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Who knows? What would be the idea going forwards? Would you see this as an annual thing? Would you see uh, different locations? Yeah, definitely annual. Make, hoping to do smaller pop up events. Um, around Preston and Lancashire and even going wider and who, who knows really like we're just going to see how this one goes and then yeah might be doing it in different locations yeah. but definitely an annual thing here yeah but yeah but it's just yeah. we've we are well aware that the more kind of the more we put into this the more doors it will open and the more opportunities that will come from it so mm. we're both quite open aren't we and we're just like yeah. whatever happens afterwards or you know, after March, we'll just roll with it and we'll mm. just, you know, make it work with who our audience ends up being. Yeah, yeah. Because it's hard when you don't know, really. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's a very new thing for you, isn't it? Yeah, I'm Obviously, for Preston. <laughs> I'm for Preston, yeah. yeah. Do you yeah. feel that Preston is ahead of the curve on the sort of equality or do you see any difference between the people you've interacted with across the UK or...? Uh, I want to say it's not on a par with lots of other cities i mean you've only got to look at the pride events that take place Mm. to then realize that obviously they're much more established in other cities um i think there's definitely a way to go on so many different things here but it's moving in the right direction yeah um and certainly we will definitely help with that but it's been interesting when we've been trying to bring people in we've had to go further you know we've gone further or further than preston to pull in some of the experts that are coming to share their stories and share their expertise um, because as, because we've maybe not found it yet here. Yeah. Um, 
so yeah the, it, hopefully it'll open so many doors for other people as well in with regard to all the equality yeah. stuff fantastic <laughs> you're speaking to me when we met outside uh Jonas a while ago about um, yeah. women who take uh, who either leave full time work and then try yeah. to come back in and the barrier to reentry. Yeah, you were a, you were a teacher, yeah. um, and obviously you have the um, the things that you run the um, baby love baby love family. Yeah. Do you think that's wide scale? Do you think that's happening all over the place? Oh, it massively is. Yeah, there's all sorts of movements online about um, trying to make work more flexible, not just for getting women back into um, employment, but also sp- the aim of it being like spreading out childcare um, from both partners, whether it's two women, two men, man and woman, um, just to mean that the burden of childcare or the burden of work isn't solely on one person and we have more flexible working um, opportunities available. And there's so much work being done, particularly down south with big businesses on that, with schools, with the education system. I, fo- I follow quite a lot of that stuff. Um, online and it's it's a huge deal because for people I mean I'm like a really good example of probably such a such a, um, a big statistic so many women come out of teaching between the age of 30 and 38 39 and never go back in because the education system simply is not flexible enough so you'll get really experienced teachers who are super qualified been trained all the way through the education system and their careers and then all of a sudden boom out you can't work part-time so it's really difficult. And most schools don't want to employ part-time teachers for whatever reason. Um, I don't really blame the schools. It's all the budgets and the rest of it. But it's it's so difficult. Um, but it's happening all over. You'll ask any employer. They're not as interested in somebody who wants to work flexibly. Mm-hmm. And then so the the um, like consequences of that is that it's so many more women who are then on super low-paid jobs just to be flexible and kind of fall out of careers. And then once you've fallen out of it for so long, you then can definitely no longer get back into it, especially if it's like a profession. So yeah, hard work. Well, from a deep question, I have a fun question for yeah. you. Now. <laughs> yeah, <I'm fine. laughs> so this question is inspired by uh, The Power by Naomi Oldman. Oh, so the question is, if you could pick one superpower that all women could have, oh, what wow. would it be and why? Oh, you could have like prepped us on this. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, wow! That's so in the, in the book, book yeah, in the book, book. The, the women have uh, they can yeah. electrocute, electrify. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh my life, pressure. I know. Yeah, I want to think of a really good yeah. one. I've got one. Go for it. I think if my superpower would then be that if you, so if a woman didn't want to be the one to actually have the baby, they could send, they could kind of give that power, superpower of carrying a baby to a man. Oh, that is To therefore make the whole world more equal. Wow. Boom. Oh, now I've got to think of something really, that's like super like, oh, I was going to do something silly and I can't now. Just, I'll edit it and I'll put your silly one in yeah. first. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know what it would be. Oh. Would, would that be to completion though? Would it, the guy have to give birth as well? Yeah. yeah. Just make bodies Plus work could better. could do cesarean or something. Yeah, no, that's it. That's true actually. I think making it a bit more equal would be good. Yeah, just having the choice. Like, have the choice. Yeah. Yeah, I did say if, if someone could just be like, there's your baby and you don't have to be pregnant or give birth, that'd be much better. Mm. <laughs> Um, we'll circle back to it then. Let yeah. me know when you. Let me have a think. Yeah, I've got to think of one though. That's a think, like really weird that I've 
like not answered your question. <laughs> <laughs> Morgana chose to not answer. Yeah. <laughs> she likes the book, but doesn't want to answer the question. She has something which she's working on that she wants to reveal. Yeah. 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 When faced with a fun no question, she said no. Yeah. <laughs> she does proclaim to be fun. No, I really don't. <laughs> Did you ever watch The Handmaid's Tale? Uh, yes. Might be asking the wrong person there. I couldn't finish it. I watched one or two episodes and was like, why have we got this on TV? I can't watch it. It was, and I think it was, I hadn't got far enough in. Have like you? A few of my friends who've then read it and watched it have said, yeah, you, you've got to, you've really got to give yourself up to it. And I was just like, this is, it's, def- it's not something you watch for entertainment at all. Like mm. it's definitely something you watch for kind of the political side of it and analyze. Cause I did the, the book at school so I remember reading it and analyzing it and it's just it's such a fantastic book um but it's super scary to be honest when you even when you're I mean I was 18 I think when I read it but then when you're actually watching it on screen and you're thinking of society now and other countries and political movements it's quite it is quite scary because you can see so many little things that we have now Mm. that are in that not saying that's where we're going to go but it is quite scary to be honest like what can you think oh. of one oh, I keep putting you on the spot don't yeah I? you do I'm not good at being put on the spot it's like reproductive rights yeah it's just the whole control thing isn't yeah. it um, she have only got to look I, I find it just terrifying to look at what's going on with DT in the USA sorry what's DT uh, Donald Trump oh okay Man, don't want to say not you don't want to say the name <laughs> Well, we got Boris in, uh, oh, in England. Oh, gosh. The... Don't get started. You probably don't want to go down. To you don't want to go down this no. route. No. Because <laughs> okay. I'll start with my JC for PM. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and she will not stop talking. <laughs> I once met him. Yeah. Really? I went to meet him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How long ago was that? Was it in... Uh, only a few months ago. Ah, okay. Yeah. I'm not like a super fan of his in particular. I just like what he stands for. Mm. And yeah. And to be honest, he's got to be better than Boris, I think, really. Like, oh, yeah. wow. I mean, doesn't, the bar is so low. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so incredibly low for him. Uh, yeah. But yeah, back to Han- Henry's tale, I definitely think it's it's even just the small things like control and that women's bodies and all that people feeling that they can make comments on things, that just small things that then, you know, in Henry's tale, it started off with little things and then people got power who shouldn't have power and it all sort of snowballed and you can see that happening I think is just with the way people who have power are using it mm. and like yeah it's yeah not good no anyway even the women in the handmaid's tale so the ones who weren't handmaids yes. were I won't say you know not against them but they, like, yeah. there was no sympathy or they were no because it's all about status and survival I think wasn't it like if they if you have certain status you have to do that in order to survive it's I think it becomes everyone seems to be in survival mode with it which is that's quite scary that even people who they let the mask slip a little bit and it shows that they don't actually believe in what's going on but yet there's everyone's so far down the line with it and the control is so strong that you just can't get mm. get out of it well there's a there's a lot of that online as well there's a lot of people who do this the signaling so they'll speak yeah. all the right words about equality, oh, and things yes. like that. Yeah, virtue signaling, gotta love it. Yeah, yeah. well, we have it. I, I, I in places where I've worked previously, I've seen people, you know, on um, newsletters come out and they're there for Women's Women's Day or something oh, like that. Yeah. And then those same people I've been talking to and they've said something which they haven't even thought is yeah. is um, is uh, sexist or, or yeah. prejudiced yeah. in any way. Yeah. It's but it's good bandwagon to uh, oh, to get behind if it. you want to. Yeah, 
that. We've really had to think about this, haven't we? With yep. um, kind of exact, you know, who we even approach to even be associated with it, because you go down, you can end up in so many loopholes. We're trying to be like as fully inclusive as is humanly possible, and it's not good enough to just say we're inclusive, everyone's welcome. Mm-hmm. You've you, like we've we've taken some really good advice, and we've got we've got like our little community of very very small community of women who are super experts, and they help us by. Um, like guiding us they're the experts on how you genuinely make things inclusive and the sorts of language that we use because again things change and everybody has to update themselves continuously and just be open to be saying no no Helen that's the wrong word to use like you need to be happy to be called out say oh thank you for letting me know Um, and then you know start using the right things the right words the right you know, putting the right policies in place. That's like it, yeah, just virtue signaling is just not, it's just not good enough. We're just saying, oh, we're trying, guys, we're trying. Yeah. It's just not, that's not enough. Mm. Um, so we're being super careful with all our messaging and everything, taking advice. And yeah, we just want our event to be inclusive and to represent the demographic around here. So it isn't just going to be middle-class white women talking about their lives. Mm. It's going to be a wide representation. So we're working really hard to make sure that happens. Mm. Yeah, we are. And it's, it was so, so lovely. Our friend Shamila that we spoke to you about mm. um, said to us the other week and she said, um, she said, oh, you can just really tell like with all of the, the messages you put out online and all of your images even that you've really thought about being um, an ally. And I thought that was the nicest thing. Um, yeah. An ally to women. Just an ally for all types of women. So Shamila, um, whilst she's, Oh, how, how would Shamila describe herself? She, would she say that she's... So she's definitely born... She's born in this country. She's maybe th- second or third generation yeah. um, Pakistani. Yeah. And um, yeah, and so she obviously has experienced all kinds of things through growing up and, you know, her family have. But yeah, she was just saying it's so nice to feel like, like, you know, other, you know, other women, white women are actually being allies by making sure that even our imagery has different colored people to us in it because if everybody looked like us we would only appeal to people like us who had very small minds whereas if we're really clever and we really think about it we can do way better than just pictures of white women in stripes yeah <laughs> got enough of them already got enough of them you should have another event called white women in stripes yeah yeah, like, yeah, all <laughs> yeah. pick your side yeah <laughs> that's a whole different event yeah but you're right about the virtual the, the virtue signaling thing, and the problem one of the problems with it is that it's incredibly hard to fight against because you can't mm. you know someone's doing virtual signaling, oh. but you can't pull them on it, so it has to slide, and then it's just uh, mucky in the water. It's, it's making yeah. it hard to address the issues properly. Yeah, yeah. but I think it is. Well, I don't know. For me, it's often easy to spot that tokenistic kind of comment. It kind of just like screams out at you. Um, but I guess for other people, it might not be as easy to spot it. But you soon get to know someone when you have a conversation. Like, oh, okay, that was just a, a bit of a PR thing then, wasn't it? Personally or professionally. But, yeah. yeah. It's really interesting, actually. Our uh, PR, lovely Emma, was saying to us, well, you need to actually be really careful with the language that you use oh, yes. when approaching corporates. And I was like, what do you mean? And um, so when I when I say certain things, I, I'll, I suppose I'll say it like, I'll, I always use the word feminist. And I'm like, mm. I'm a big advocate that that's what it is, like equality and is being feminist. Feminist is being equal. Yeah. Um, but because some people have used that in a bad way to say, you know, women are bashing men, women are, you know, 
saying that men aren't as worthy, whatever. They've kind of changed the meaning of it. Uh, but anyway, I use it in the correct way. And she's like, yeah, just be aware. Like that it's for some people, they wouldn't want to be associated with that word. And I'm like, whoa, well, they don't want to be associated with us then. Yeah. And she's like, well, maybe they do. Like, they do have the right values. They just, that word would put them off. And yeah, I just so thought, you can oh. still, she said, you can still say what you're saying, but just like word it slightly differently. Yeah. And it was hard for us because we were a bit like, oh no, but that's one of our that's values our and that's our thing. But, I, but we do appreciate what she's saying that actually maybe some people see that word and don't appreciate actually what it means. And so are turned off by it when really they would actually support our event as a whole. But it's been, it's a tricky one, isn't it, for us, that has been. I think it's one of those, because we're at the start now, we can kind of see it as a, on the flip side, we can educate people and we can try and help with, with, you know, making, using the word feminist absolutely fine, because it totally is. Yeah. Um, And then as we move on, we can definitely be a bit more, nope, not working with you if you're scared of that word. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I don't want to put you on the spot again. I'm not going to put you on the spot again. I've already done that so many times. You're still thinking about the superpower. Yeah, no, no, no. Come on. For for my edification, if you were to tweet the definition of feminism, so if you were to say it in a few sentences, what would it be? What's the true meaning of the word feminism? So it's about anybody, anybody who calls themselves a feminist is somebody who wants equality for every person. So you're not going to discriminate against somebody because of their sex because of the color of their skin because of their sexual orientation whatever it is their disability so it's about being totally equal striving for equality is what feminism is there are different versions of feminism and different feminists um this is like totally social theory stuff that i'm not read upon enough um and they have they have then slightly different degrees. And I think a lot of people pretend to confuse things like radical feminism with feminism. And it's that whole weird thing that people do in politics and in anything that they don't really understand or it's a bit too new for them. They pretend, they deliberately pretend to not understand mm. what it means. No, no, what you're talking about is like radical feminism that's like not the same as feminism. So it's, I just think it's one of those things that people can either choose to learn to understand or choose to not do. And it's silly if they don't. <laughs> if you were a conspiracy theorist, you could even say that these other variations of the definition of feminism are put out there by the opponents of feminism. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. You never know. Yeah. It's definitely something that's a trope that's definitely, um, you can see on social media, I think, mm. people using that. I think you can see it across all different kind of social issues, but it's definitely something people kind of bring up as an excuse um, not to be equal. One of the one of the arguments that that I've seen on, online, and this is, um, I think it was Jordan Peterson or, or someone like that who said this, and he made a distinction between equality of opportunity and equality of outcome. I don't mm. just employ women to fill spaces at yes. a place. Um, so, do you do you think there's a distinction between equality of opportunity and outcome? And if so, do you think one is? Do you think it should be the opportunities that we're focusing on, or do you think companies should be hiring a certain percentage of women? I actually do think they should because visibility is key. If you want to feel like you can be something or do something, you have to be able to see it. Mm. So I genuinely believe you have to positively discriminate. And I think that that would be the proper like feminist angle. 
Yeah, but also with that, it can't just be like, again, going back to virtue signaling, it can't just be just like a, a something to make a firm look good. Oh, look at our board. We've got this many women and this is, because yeah. that's why they've done it is it's a PR exercise. Actually, they should be looking at the culture of the workplace and okay, well, why don't we have women at this stage? Why don't we have women applying for our jobs or getting our jobs? Then looking at the policies and practices and culture within the workplace, not just, oh, we need to fill a quota mm. or she, she can have the job. And this is it. It's, it's one of them things as well where people can easily misunderstand or pretend to misunderstand the whole thing and then say, well, no, because if it's a job between a woman and a man and the man's better, why should he not get it just because he's a man? No, no, that's not what that's not what's being said. It's about two people of equal skill level and in some circumstances it being correct to positively discriminate and make sure that there's a female representation on that board or, you know, in that higher position in the workplace. It's, yeah. I know what you mean because it's almost like the same time you've got to tackle the root cause of the problem, yeah. so increase the opportunity, but but also perception is reality mm. in that once people see pe- women in, in more yeah. Uh, yeah. equal roles, then the the mindset will mm. change as well. Yeah, it's a definitely a two. It's a two pronged mm. thing mm. for sure. You can't just do one without the other. No, you should do. Uh, a token. Yeah. You should do consulting for organisations. Yeah, there we go. How to actually be. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This could be another another kind of what is it? Bowing or yeah, you know, what's yeah. the word? Arrowing. String twelve. That's the word. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm yeah. there somewhere. <laughs> but no, this is it. We don't know all the stuff. Like we just we genuinely read read things that will help us. But we also have just um, super friends and experts who are good at this stuff and we just are constantly speaking to them and asking and we've kind of got for this event and the business in general we've got a lot of like the creative side down Mm. and the vision for what it will look like and a lot of the behind the scenes like genuine equality practices that underpin everything that we do we consult so much with people who are experts Mm. in that field you we can't make it up we're not the experts so it's about us being constantly like reviewing how we're coming across and, um, you know, the words we're using, et cetera, and making sure that we've got our, our, like, our research done, I suppose. And then it's getting out there within the event itself, really. So other people can hear these things and, and learn about it and think about it and go away and kind of mull it over. And yes, it's just kind of opening up that dialogue, I think, really, isn't it? Because um, there isn't many events like that here. So, and especially not one that's kind of open and fun (laughs) so yeah it's kind of we wanting to really have that balance of we keep saying it's an event with style and substance because too often you go to events that are one or the other so you go to something that's really nice and fluffy um or you go to something and it's like a proper conference and you sit and you learn and we're like well why can't you do why can't you do both Mm. why can't you learn with a drink in your hand yeah yeah why not can Mm. (laughs) i'm down with that (laughs) yeah (laughs) (laughs) i was working in uh I sometimes work in uh, in Madrid and I had a glass of wine at the hotel and I was working on, a, I was writing a mobile app for the company on a Mac. It was an iOS app. Yeah. And um, I spilled the wine all over it and killed my MacBook. <gasps> oh, so maybe you shouldn't then do work yeah, with wine. <laughs> the next day I went in, I told the boss, you know, I'd spilled the wine and he was like, why were you? Why would somebody be drinking while you're working? I was like, no, I was working while I was drinking. Yeah, you get it right around. <laughs> yeah, that's the best way to put it. Yeah, yeah. I like that. <laughs> What is um, one of the biggest surprises or lessons then so far on on uh, Womankind North? Every day uh, is a lesson. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh gosh. Were you surprised by the amount of support that you got and uh, 
or did you anticipate that be to a certain extent yes because it's always you're you, the idea with crowdfunder is that it makes you properly have to connect with your audience your crowd so we had done some you know we'd done loads of um shouting about this on social media and, and even, to our friends yeah and even before we did the crowdfunder and even before we launched womankind northern idea we kind of chatted it through with people didn't we yeah. um beforehand we came up with the idea and then we talked it through and then we started building a following so we yeah. kind of knew it was something that could be good and then yeah. obviously through the crowdfunder like you're saying mm. we've had to nurture that even more I think like um it sounds really daft but like loyalty has been a big thing that I feel like I've learned or just been it's been so apparent you will get I'm sure you get this all the time you just get so many people that will say this is amazing I absolutely love it and then in reality do you want to be involved like this is how you get involved Oh, not not that keen then, mm. and it's it's that, that whole thing, service. especially online. It can be in some ways. It's it's amazing when it comes together into a real life community, which is what we're hoping to do. But in some ways, it can be a little bit disappointing sometimes when you feel like you're making connections and then oh, actually, oh no, not but not in real life. Yeah, and then that's a bit a bit yeah, disappointing. It's, it, I think so, it's when it's like it's all very well supporting something and going oh this is great, but then when the person actually has to do something to support you it's like it, it just doesn't happen and that can be hard I think when we like when we've tried something we're like oh gosh this is really going to work because so many people are behind us and then in a different project maybe because on social media people have been like excited about it but then it just f- goes flat because those people then just don't act on it so whether it's like they put the comment to make themselves look good or just to be nice maybe but actually in reality it hadn't uh it doesn't materialize yeah so that so I feel like we really, really have learned that we are going to protect and kind of look after and work with our kind of, I suppose, our genuine crowd, our Mm. people who will, you know, who will pledge, our people who will turn up on the day, our people Mm. who will say they'll help, our people who, I suppose, are genuine allies who we can really count on. So it's made me really appreciate all of the particularly like friends and family we've got who are so loyal, but also all the t- total strangers yes, who are yeah, totally loyal to us and yeah. they haven't even met us. Yeah. Like the number of people who've just gone, we just love what you do and you guys are great. And so we just want to support whatever it is and I pledge and whatever. And they've never even met us. That's, mm. That to yeah. me is like mind blowing. Yeah. Oh, wow. Somebody <laughs> said, yeah. something right. Yeah. <laughs> I can't come to the event because um, of whatever reason, but can I pledge? Uh, like, yeah. Yeah. And it's and again, really it's like someone, we've, doing. someone we've never met. Yeah. But they just are. But yeah. I think it's that it's that knowing that if you get behind something like this that happened that's happening now, when you then are able to attend, or when you know, when you are when you know you are free on that day, you then know it exists because mm. you've backed it. Yeah. And it's that yeah, just being being a good person. <laughs> just being really kind and seeing the bigger and, picture. And being genuine as well, I think. That's mm. like we've both said that's really important to us is that sort of genuineness. And mm. we, that's what we try and put across on our things. Mm. Um, but yes, we really value it when it comes back to us. We do. That's a hard one to get as well on social media mm. for the reasons we already discussed. But Yeah. It is actually. I think sometimes we can get a bit a bit down on on things if it's not gone quite as well as we'd hoped. But actually, I know from lots of other people stalking and snooping in, and then they say you're doing so good, and people are really genuinely engaging. 
And we're like, oh, yeah, they are. It's just we were expecting a thousand comments on this. <laughs> <laughs> and also, it's just remembering that in- Instagram is not like a measure of how successful things are going to be. Like, yeah. just because you have this many followers or that many comments or whether it's few or a lot, it is no kind of measure on the success of anything. Mm. Um, it's one tiny little thing in a massive sphere. Like I've got friends who've bought tickets, but they don't really follow us on social media at all. They're just like, oh, that sounds great. Yeah, I'm going to come. And that's that. So it doesn't matter really how many likes and comments you get. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just reminding yourself. Unless you yourself. get none. Well, yeah. Well, then you just take the post down. <laughs> <laughs> we have all the tricks. Yeah. <laughs> One more question about womankind then, because I yeah. did say that I absolutely love your branding and you told me who did your uh, your design. Who was that? Yes, Sam Jane Design. Um, we found her just through Instagram, I think, didn't we? We were just kind of... She joined your group. What's I'm that? Sure. She, I'm sure she joined your group because then I looked at her page and was like, oh, I love all of her designs. Oh, yeah, maybe. And then I said to you when we first, when we started thinking about this and we were thinking about the colours that we wanted. Yes. And she's all like, she does loads of um, yeah. really cute designs in like reds and pinks so and I think we, did we just like, DM her and say yeah. do you do logos would you do ours <laughs> how much is it and then we put together like a um, Pinterest mood board of the colours we liked patterns we liked and just sent it to her and I was on holiday in the summer and we were just literally on what uh, um, on the group chat weren't we yeah. like backs and forwards with design ideas and she came up with a really good one yeah but she's been she's been amazing but we spent time and, and met her didn't we and it's like, yeah, she totally gets it. She wants it to happen here because she's mm. from near here as well. Um, and it, it's like everything just fits. Yeah. What we've not done at all throughout this process is go to, we've as of yet, we've not gone to two different people to ask for the same service mm, and, no. then got, and then chosen between them. Mm. We've known exactly what we want for what we're doing and we're super committed to going, this is, what, this is the job we've asked you to do. Can you tell us how much that's going to be? We will pay you the end. Mm it's not about like bartering it's not about finding the cheapest price or the person who'll you know do it the quickest we're like super keen on it being the right creative mix and from around here as well I think we, yeah and also it helps that we knew from like the very beginning what our values were going to be like what we wanted to do and so then it's just so then when we're looking for people we want to get on board you then look for people who reflect that as well so when we met Sam it was just like we clicked straight away, didn't we? And we just had chatted and she got what we were doing and it worked really well. And the same with um, the person we're getting as our presenter. Yeah. Like we found her through Instagram, direct messaged her and met up in Manchester for coffee. And we just chatted all morning and she just got it and she could bring even more to the table with what she can do. Cause she's like just radio presenting and all sorts but she just loved what we were doing and then we're like oh gosh what happens if she's going to be like so expensive and we can't afford it but she was just super because she loved what we were doing like she just wanted to get on board and I think that's how we've worked it is people that we're working with they love what we're doing we love what they're doing and it's just kind of worked really well so far hasn't it yeah Feels like, yeah, we're just we're getting people on the team who are genuinely invested. Yeah. And that's the the biggest it's thing. Like collaboration thing again, isn't yeah. it? Just, but you can't yeah. just collaborate with anyone, as no. we know. Yeah. It takes research. It takes a lot of stalking. <laughs> and, and a little bit of risk, really, isn't it? Because we could have met up with yeah. them and it would be like, oh, okay, that didn't work. So yeah. But Yeah, but that's also yeah, we we can also we need to be prepared to walk away if stuff doesn't work. Yeah. It's hard deciding because when you start something up, you're eager for people who look like they're yeah. interested and you're like, yeah, definitely, let, let's work on that. And then yeah. later on you think, I should have been a little bit more discerning. Yeah, and- 
Yeah, we've we've definitely been. I, I don't, I'd say we've just been really cautious because what we've not wanted to do is say yes to everything and yes to every person who wants to be involved. Not because they're not amazing and they're not brilliant at what they do, but we've got to have like an overall creative view and make sure that we're providing so much variety and we're not, you know, we're not overkilling a certain angle. Um, and we've got to also kind of, I suppose, wait until we've cast the net really wide and then yeah. narrow it down. But it's been, that's been something that's been hard for us saying, just being non-committal to, to like a lot of people. And it's not that we're not interested. It's that we are having to, for the sake of the overall um, appearance and function of the event, be super selective and just bide our time it's that balance again isn't it to make yeah. sure that we get the right people that fit in the right place and if you start saying yes to everybody from day one it's like oh well but this this doesn't work so we just yeah it's adapt we've kind of done a lot of our um stuff on the day via an application process so marketplace people apply to be part of it we've even done it first people who want to be speakers on panels they can apply to be a speaker um, just you know, we want to kind of again, like I said, cast that net wide and then see who who wants to be involved. <laughs> but we're yeah. also secretly doing a little secret mission that we could just tell people about because we're also thinking whilst this whole process is going on, we're genuinely finding out who's on our team. Yeah, because you find out really quickly who's on your team or not when you say, okay, yeah, like put your application in, whatever. You then see who's actually sending people your way, shouting about you connecting with you like you know commenting on your posts you yeah. can see theirs it's yeah it's actually been a really interesting period yes. of going who's on our team yeah because some people you get dms from them going oh can i speak i really want to speak and you look and go well you're not following us on social media at all you've never commented on a post you've never liked a post possibly not <laughs> like you don't have to do those things for us to book you but it's like it's that level of investment isn't it i think we're looking for yeah it isn't just like a it isn't a trend so many events are just purely transactional aren't you you get paid for an event you go to it you speak and you go home but actually we're wanting to build something bigger than that and more community focused than that so if you're just literally wanting to speak to hear the sound of your own voice and get paid it's kind of not an event for you really. <laughs> <laughs> not saying that the people who've been dming us have been like that but yeah good well i hope you come back on the podcast after uh, march yeah Let's know we'd how love went. to yeah, yeah definitely yeah, well best of luck thank you and have fun yeah thanks, thanks. oh do you want my superpower i never answered it <laughs> do you have it do you have it yeah now? well it's not it's gonna be a real letdown now because it's not like a huge one but i think it would be confidence as a superpower ah, okay yeah because you know we talked about imposter syndrome and i think i see so many women and girls and teenagers who are so amazing yet they don't have the confidence to do things or like someone puts them down and then that's it. It kind of stops creativity mm. or them doing something. So superpower would be to be confident even under adversity. To be able to transmit oh. confidence into another person. Both, yeah. So, yeah, so you'll have that superpower of being confident, but yes, then giving that confidence for the people who need it. Oh. Yeah. That's a good answer. There it's worth go. waiting for. Oh, good for you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's yours? Yes. Ah, uh, what? Yeah, there you, you go. You've got to have one. You don't surely like could have asked that. No, I don't. I didn't, I didn't think ah, I was going to be a flip. There we go, yeah. Probably something to do with time. Stop time. Uh, yeah, oh, okay. Yeah, that would be a good one. Yeah, that's an, yeah I should have totally done that. Really no confidence is better. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No confidence. Yeah. Let's go with that. Okay, we'll have fun on the 7th of March. Thank you. Thank and you. And we'll see you soon. Thanks yeah. for listening. Thanks yeah. for having Thank you. Thank you.